Hello, hello, and welcome to the first official episode of Tangent Time, where all I'm going to do is just rant about random shit for an undetermined amount of time. So, buckle up. Actually, I do have a subject in mind for today's tangent, and that is actually going to be about a thing, which is very specific, I'm aware. (laughs) So, in this case, um, I actually just decided to film um, a fan letter for a concert, for an online concert that I'm going to be watching and participating in on the 20th of November. Um, However, the particular promoter that this concert is with um, is is very uh, determined that your blurb that you send them should be 10 megabyte video file. Um, the only disadvantage there is the total reading of the letter, because I read the whole thing because I'm a dweeb, and whether or not they decide to include the whole thing is entirely their choice, but I know that they won't. Um, But whatever segment they do decide to pick, I wanted to give them a lot of options because I also talk. I'm a talky person. That's what I do. But um, the whole thing is 300 and some odd megabytes. That's about uh, 300 or 30 times bigger than it's supposed to be. I can't math, okay? That's one thing you're going to learn. I'm not a math person, okay? I'm a word person. And even then, I'm a typey or writey word person. Not a speaky-speak person, which is ironic, given the fact that I'm going to be doing this podcast. So, whatever. However, um, so, with this letter, I had a few issues, because um, first there was the issues actually participating in writing the letter, because they said that they would email, because I asked them really early on, like, how are fans going to be able to participate in this um like in the writing of it are we going to be able to participate in the writing of it and the picking of the song because in this particular concert case there's also a sing-along option which we still don't know the song and the concert is in less than two weeks um so first off this is supposed to be a concert for a korean artist um so not only are his songs in korean he's also a rapper so he raps in primarily all of his songs. So not having enough time to practice this is going to be a shit show. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. I'm not anticipating it going well. I get that it's the thought that counts, but um, he's someone who I'm going to be talking about quite a lot in these tangents, and you will come to learn that I very highly respect this person and am probably what most of y'all would consider in absolute love with this guy. And I know that that's a silly thing, but, you know, it's something that, again, will be further expanded on in other episodes. That's not what this one's about. (laughs) I'm not going to get into my craziness just yet. (laughs) Just yet. Y'all can get into that later on when I sucked you in to think that I'm a semi-normal human being. Uh, You're going to learn that that's real wrong real quick. So, um... (laughs) There was a couple of things that I had issues with with the letter, aside from having issues submitting my own piece to it, and that is that some of these things are very specific to the person who wrote them, which is fair, because I get that we're writing for him, but I tried to make mine as general as possible, um, so that way it wasn't like, oh, this is a specifically me thing, but maybe others can relate to it. 
Um, also didn't anticipate them to include very specific to those people things. So for example, there was two songs that were listed that they're like, whenever we're dealing with our own difficult stuff, we listen to these songs and instantly feel better. And I'm sitting here thinking, I don't, not that they're not good songs. I do appreciate both of them, but I don't go to those songs personally when I'm dealing with stuff. Um, so I changed it when I read the letter to just music because I don't like how general that is, because personally, it doesn't apply to me. I don't have to read the whole letter. I get that. But again, I'm a talky person. I wanted them to have options. So I just said music instead of those two particular songs, um, which they, again, probably won't include that part. And then there was another part that I had a major issue with, because it goes against every single thing that I kind of stand for. Um, and just saying it that way really goes against my values. Personally, I know that that's not how the writer intended it to come across in terms of what was said. Um, it was not intended to sound any kind of negative or pushy or forced to whatever, um, or like forcing expectations. But personally, I read it in a way that I couldn't actually just leave it as the way that it was. So uh, it was cute. And the the like I said, the sentiment was there. The line itself was, um, we wish only for your continuous success, or sorry, we wish only for continuous success through your company and for you. Um, they actually said the company name, but I'm going to try to keep this as don't sue me as possible. <laughs> so not that I'm bad-mouthing the company, but some companies in that side of uh, the industry if you badmouth them, they'll come at you with a pitchfork and torch. So, no thank you. To avoid that, I'm not going to say the company. Um, but it's just the fact that they said, we wish only for your continuous success for this company and for you. I get that that's supposed to be a positive thing. But for me, I don't wish just that. In fact, what I actually wish is for his happiness, however he chooses to be happy. So if he decides one day he wants to throw it all out the window and say, I'm done with this shit, wash his hands of it, and leave, even though I'll be a little sad, I will 1000% support whatever decision he decides to do. Because I'm fully aware that the particular industry that this person is in is an absolute shit show. And it's not easy, regardless of how well you do, it's not easy. Um, so. I don't just wish that. In fact, the thing that I wish is that however he chooses to be happy is he, how he's living his life. I wish him to live his life however he chooses to be happy and our feelings be damned because it's not about us. It should be about him. And as fans, we should support whatever he decides to do. As long as it's not going out there committing crimes like murdering people or, you know any of that shit we should just be on board with whatever as a true fan yeah we don't have to agree with everything and i get that because you know he's a human we're a human and we all have differences of opinions but if we are true fans and he decides that he doesn't necessarily want to continue to pursue this he should have that option he shouldn't feel like he's pressured into this because this is what fans expect of me because then we've let him down i think one of the biggest issues I have um, is that this particular person feels like they can't share their full extent of happiness with us um, in that, like, 
if he was to date someone, which in this particular uh, industry slash we'll call it idol culture, because you guys know I'm talking about K-pop, or at least now you do, um, in the K-pop industry and things like that, dating for a long, long, long time has been seen as a no-no and a huge faux pas for like anybody who's got any remotely well sort of known name. Um, and in this case, like the fact that he feels like we as fans wouldn't want to hear about that is really quite heartbreaking. Um, because quite frankly, I'm all for it. I mean, he's almost 30 and we've never once heard of a relationship for him. So whether or not they're keeping it a secret or he's just never been in one, that we don't know. And honestly, I fully understand if he ever wants to keep that part of his aspect under wraps because as an idol, they have next to no privacy regardless. Like already, once you're an idol, that's it for your privacy. So if they wanted to keep that under wraps, then absolutely, please do. But if he feels like he has to because we don't want to hear it, but he wants to share it, then that breaks my heart that he feels like he can't. Because, like, if it's something that makes him happy, we as fans should be happy for him. And that, I think, that applies to any idol. That applies to any human being. Like, if it's something that makes them happy, they should be not ashamed or scared to share it with people especially people they care about. Like, this particular person really cares a lot about his fans. Like, he's constantly telling us how much he loves us and how much we mean to him, and, like, he's constantly reminding us of this. But for him to feel like we wouldn't support him being in a relationship or that, it breaks my heart because I know that it's also true. There's a good chunk of us out there who would support it and who absolutely want to see it and can't wait for the day if he decides to include us in that part of his life. But there is also a huge amount of people who would not want this. It goes back to the earlier years of K-pop. Um, I'm a Gen 2 fan, so for those who don't know Generations, um, so when I say Gen 2, I mean that I've been into K-pop for 12 years and a bit now. Um, so I'm one of the older K-pop fans, not just in age, because I know that there are people that are older than me in age, but in terms of K-pop age, um, I'm pretty old. So back when it stems from Gen 1, Gen 2, dating in the idol culture, even really talking to the opposite gender in idol culture was basically the worst taboo you could do. Um, and would almost instantly get like scandalous articles written about you for, oh, this person talked to so-and-so, they must be dating. Or they were seen looking at each other. Oh my god, they're dating. And if you don't believe me, look that shit up. Um, idol dating scandals from like the early 2000s. You're going to see a lot of that shit. Um, and it's exactly that, it's shit. There's a couple of uh, unreliable sources out there and a couple of, it's mostly reliable, but they're all still tablo tabloids, so they'll do what tabloids do. Um, <laughs> there's there's a couple we don't even look at. So <laughs> every once in a while, there's a decent-ish article that comes out from them. Um, but basically, we don't give them the time of day. And uh, anyone who's into K-pop knows who I'm referring to. <laughs> but again, not going to say names, so... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Can't sue me because I didn't say it. And if the shoe fits, then wear it, Cinderella. Anyway. Um, see, tangents. They just go on. But that's the thing. Is is a lot of this 
not being able to date shit stems from the early Gen 1, Gen 2 years. Thankfully, it's changed a lot now, but there's still a huge amount of taboo against idols dating because, unfortunately, in the K-pop industry, it's very much a manufactured availability image that these people have to have because, unfortunately, companies use that as a way to draw in people because the fantasy aspect. So, (laughs) them getting married or whatever would take away from the fantasy and you know we can't market that if if it's not there you know but that's the thing um being that I'm an older fan um in terms of like k-pop years 12 years it's something that a lot of the groups I've gotten into or I'm into are around my age group so they are like they're human beings so everyone around them is probably off getting married and having families and you know at least dating at the very least. And these guys are being forced to keep everything like that private or non-existent. So, like, I know several of my age group people, um, 93ers or or slightly older, slightly younger, um, of my once upon a time schoolmates, they're married and have kids already. Personally, I've never had any relationships, so I have lived a life of freaking being alone forever hashtag single for life um but like in in idol culture dating and stuff is so sorely frowned upon that people get kicked out of groups or get kicked out of companies for dating um and that just blows my mind but unfortunately again that stems from the toxic thing that happens during gen one and gen two early years So, uh, the fact that that's still kicking in this day and age, and it's so ingrained in a lot of these getting up in their years, like, prime family starting years, we'll say. Like, the thing is, is, like, it's also the pressure because a lot of people are getting married and dating and stuff a lot younger these days, too. Um, that there seems to be some form of taboo about being in your 30s and not having a family or whatever, but... The thing is, the fact that these guys are getting to that age where they might want to start thinking about that kind of thing, but they're also scared because of what their fans might think, like, it breaks my heart. Because look at Chen from EXO, for example. He's married and has a kid, but look how much hate he got just from that. Like, he's old enough. He's a grown-up. He's a fucking grown man. Let him live whatever life he wants to live as long as, again, he's not out there committing murders or crimes or anything like that. Like, we should be happy for him. But people are out there telling him he needs to leave or he needs to kill himself. And that's just not okay. So, well, I really wish that this particular person would be confident enough that fans wouldn't do this. I know that that's not how it would be. And it breaks my heart to think that we've let him down like that. Like, we've let him down before it's even been something to let him down about. And that's what's really sad for me. Because I know, at least, there's one particular circle that I am in. We would 100% be behind him being in a relationship. I know several other people who would also be behind him being in a relationship. But there are a lot of people who would be so against it that they'd want him out and unfortunately that's part of 
the toxic image that got created back back in the day. Like, it really does break my heart because, quite honestly, like, he's my absolute favorite human being. Like, the way that I feel about him, I have never felt about an actual living person ever. Like, it's something I'll go into probably on other tangents. Usually those are the tangents where I cry, so fair warning there. Uh, like I said, I'm going to be pretty real in these things. Like, I'm going to be me. I'm going to talk like I do. I'm going to I'm gonna say random shit, and I will go off on side tangents and forget what I was talking about, because I do that, but that's the point. But, like, see, I forgot what I was talking about. But the thing is, is, like, the fact that, like, he doesn't feel like that that's something he could share with us is really sad because if if you looked at like i i've 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 been into this guy and i've i've like like i said the way that i feel about him i've never felt about another human being i've looked at it under every possible angle and microscope and x-ray when it comes to overthinking this shit i've got that in the bag because i've I've analyzed every single fucking aspect of it. The good, the bad, the ugly, the is this possible that I've created an image because he's pers- that he's a famous person, blah, blah, blah. And trust me when I say I am well aware of just how human he is. I am aware that as an idol, he has to project a certain amount of image on camera or on screen or whatever. However, I also look deeper than that as well. When it comes to me and how I like people or how I pick my people is I look at them from a soul level. So (laughs) call me crazy if you want. Um, Call me full of shit if you want. But this is my truth. So (sighs) when I first saw him on stage... I thought, okay, he's he's someone to keep an eye on. And I'm not going to lie, at first he wasn't my bias. Because when most people will know this as K-pop fans, when you get into a group, you obviously pick your bias. But then your real bias comes up and slaps you with a book saying, oh, fuck, you thought wrong. Um, so when I first saw him on stage, I, I kind of felt that he was someone to keep an eye on. I'd always felt that, right, from when I saw him on stage. And then... After that, I did keep an eye on him, and suddenly, like, I started seeing his name and stuff almost everywhere, um, or I started paying more and more attention to things that he did, or his posts, and this, that, and the next thing. Like, quite honestly, I saw him everywhere. Then the opportunity came up where he went on a solo tour, because he has done several of his own um, mixtapes and things like that beforehand. It was time for him to do a solo tour, so he had announced a European tour, and while I live in the Great White North, that is Canada, I decided, you know what, I don't know if he's going to go on any other tours, I don't know if he's going to do any other solo work, so I have to go see this. So, there was a lot of thought into whether or not I was going to be able to do it, because I knew it was not going to be a cheap venture. But how I decided to play it out was, if the tickets are still available, then I will 
uh, no, that was a different concert. Sorry, my mistake. When the, when the tickets were first announced, I got the VVIP, which <laughs> I was not anticipating, but I got the VVIP tickets. So before I even had any cemented plans to go to London, London was the show that I wanted to go to because I wanted to go to London as well for a long time just because it's it's England and it's London. It's the, it's the cool London um, versus the knockoff London that I live in. But I decided, okay, I'm going to get this ticket. If I get VVIP, then it's meant to be. I'm meant to go. If I didn't get VVIP, I wasn't sure that I was going to go. Um, am I thinking the wrong show? Maybe I'm thinking the wrong show. I've seen a couple of his tours. Give me a minute here. This is what I mean. Tangents. Uh, no, his, I think, was just general. So that's what it was. Okay, sorry. Yes, I have the right thoughts for the wrong show. So what it was for this particular show was if the tickets were still available by this day, then I was meant to go. I didn't need it to be the VVIP. That was for a different one, which I'll get into in a minute. Um, so I got the general tickets for that one. Um, and then... I started making plans to go to London. So I bought the ticket because it was still available and that's what it was. So I bought a general ticket for the show and then I started making plans for it. And I was in a cacao chat um, with, uh, I don't remember if this was in the Starlight chat or if this was in a different group. I'm about 80% sure it was a different group um, at first. And one of the girls had actually been to the same concert that I had been to. They both had, actually. Um, they were just sitting right behind us. So she's like, oh, yeah, my friend is actually looking to go um, to London as well. But she's very nervous about going on her own. Um, so we decided to go together, make the plans to go together. And we had talked for about um, a couple months before because we had plenty of time to actually go and make plans. <laughs> Excuse me. And, um, like, save up the money and things like that. So we decided to go with an Airbnb, book our plane tickets, everything like that. And we met <laughs> the first time officially in the airport getting ready to go. So we had no idea if we were going to like each other or if we were going to be able to get along. But we knew we had to share a room and a bed for a whole week. Because we decided to go for an entire week. Because if you're going to go that far for someone, you might as well do some touring around as well. Um, turns out we hit it off. And quite frankly, it feels like I've known Anne for several, several years. Um, when in reality, I've only known her for about two or... Two? Two years. Two years as of actually the 7th. So... Uh, we met officially November 7th, 2018, and that was when we flew out to London. We sat there and talked until 5 a.m., um, and then literally almost every single night, we talked almost all night, um, and then we went and saw him live. So on the day of the concert, um, we got there super, super early because we wanted to get our wristbands because they honored a numbering system with the wristbands. Um, we were, I believe, really close to the beginning for the general. And, like, we were thrilled. We met some really nice people in line. They were very surprised that we came from Canada all the way for this. Um, but we also said we had no idea if he was ever going to do any other solo tours um, because that was when he was still under his other company. And it was not very common for artists to go on solo tours when they're part of a group. Um, so we weren't sure if that was ever going to happen again. So we both jumped on the chance to, we absolutely had to. So they were very surprised. 
<laughs> so we got our wristbands. Um, we did some careening about in the area. We went back to our Airbnb. Um, like we went back to the person's house that we were staying at. Uh, we spent the rest of the afternoon basically getting ready. <laughs> uh, we did not sleep much during that time. Honestly, we talked a lot that night. Um, like before the, the night before the concert, like we came from, it was a nine hour flight. It's only supposed to be around seven, but we spent two hours on the tarmac. Um, other than that, perfectly fine flight. Um, but <laughs> we spent a couple of hours getting ready and then we went back because our actual place that we were staying was very close to the venue. That was something we planned out purposely because I'm a pretty fantastic travel planner. So if y'all ever need travel planning tips, I could, I could do something on that later maybe not as an official like tangent because i do plan on doing some that are structured on saturdays but we'll see how that goes um so we we were waiting in line it did start raining a bit but honestly we didn't care because it was this guy it was worth it and we stood under a bridge most of the time anyway so when we finally got in i gotta say one thing about londoners is they know how to respect a line so they brought us all in to start lining up for the concert. I managed to organize everyone because I'm a loud human being and I shouted everybody line up from one and then your numbers. So we were pretty close. I think we were three and four, if I recall correctly. Um, and so when the staff came in, they're like, okay, we need you guys to be in your line. They're like, what are you? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure we got everybody lined up. So we're good. And they're like, oh, thank you. I'm like, no problem. I'm good at talking. I'm good at getting people organized. And these guys are good at following suit. When we all got in there and everything like that, what they decided to do for this was it was supposed to be a fan meet and then a photo. Really, all it was was a high five. However, this is the part that's kind of important. When we got in to go for the photo, when it was my turn, I swear, it felt like forever. I know that the reality was probably a couple of seconds, but when I saw him in person that close, there was a moment of absolute clarity. And without any prompting from myself or anything, the first thing that came to my head was, this feels right. So it was just this weird, absolute moment of like an overwhelming sense of calmness, completeness, whatever proper words there are which don't really exist to the fullness of the feeling, that was it. And like I said, it felt like forever to me, but I know that the reality was probably only a couple of seconds. It was enough to kind of like make him do a small nod towards his hand, which was ready for a high five because we were supposed to high five and sit down. Um, I just swear I froze. It felt like ages, but I know it was only a couple of seconds, but it felt Right. I know I was probably the only person who felt that, but it felt absolutely right. Like it was absolutely right. Um, so we take our place. We have a concert. I cried. Um, there was a, we had asked some staff about giving gifts beforehand. And they had said that there was going to be a place that we could give them those. So I wrote a letter. Um, I wrote a letter to him. And I think what I'll do at the end of these things, or maybe the end of my structured ones, is I'll read some of the letters that I've written. Um, but I had written the letter, gotten it translated for him, and I wanted to give it to him. So 
because we didn't really know where we could go to give them the gifts or to put the gifts somewhere, we had stopped a staff member to ask them, hey, um, we asked about giving gifts and you guys said there was going to be a spot. Is there a way that we can do this? And she's just like, she like looked around for a minute and it's like, just, just give me the gifts. Like, just give me the things and I'll give them to him. Um, so she got a couple of things. I think there was a person beside us as well. Cause my friend, um, Anne had brought a book that she had written in for him as well. Um, so there may have been, I think someone beside us who also had something to give them. Um, but she just toddled on off to the back area and we are like, I'm, I am a hundred percent sure that he got that letter. Um, because it was the second to last stop on the, on the tour, but he had done an interview. Um, and I remember distinctly saying like, we want you to do this as long as this makes you happy. Um, and he had done an interview in London, uh, where he talked about things like it just not being like a clear cut. This is happiness. This isn't happiness kind of thing. But for me, it seemed to almost respond exactly to what like I had written in the letter. So I'm, I'm pretty sure he got it. Next thing, um, like we we then toured around the rest of London. It was absolutely a ball. We were very mad at ourselves because we actually had wanted to go to the London Eye when we first got there. Um, but because it was so late at night, we were supposed to get there around 9 p.m. Um, it would have been perfect amount of time to go touring, still in the dark, kind of see London at night. And it wasn't all far from where we were. Like it was a 20 minute walk or so from where we were staying. And honestly, like it's it feels really safe there. So we wanted to go to her, but by the time we actually got in, it was midnight um, because we spent so much time on the tarmac in Toronto. Unfortunately, it took so long to get there. We just ended up taking a cab from the airport, which by the way, quick travel tip, do not take a taxi if Uber is available because they charged us 70 pounds and it was like 13 Canadian to take an Uber. So they way overcharged us for a taxi. Then uh, the guy who is in the the roommate of the guy whose room we were actually staying in had told us, yeah, they, they charged you airport rate. And he was really pissed off that they actually did that because um, the airport wasn't far from where we were either. Like everything was actually really close together, which was pretty nice. But um, so we were really mad at ourselves because Ravi then posted about going to the London Eye. Uh, and we were like, well, crap. <laughs> if we had gone like we thought we were going to, or like we planned to, we may have had a chance to see him. But of course, um, I have absolutely no luck with that shit. I don't run into celebrities unless I've paid for that interaction. I have a friend who I may bring on to here one day who has the best luck about that. They always constantly will see people, whether they're just seeing them going backstage and doing their thing or whether they've actually like met them they have that kind of luck me I'm the exact opposite I'm that person who they could show up at my door and my luck would be that I'm out grocery shopping that's the luck I have they could be camped outside my door and I would be gone for the week or something that would be my luck like unless I paid for or planned the interaction it does not happen for me um so even if we had gone, we would not have seen him because that's the luck I have. So anyway, it was an absolute moment of clarity. And it was honestly, that's when I started knowing that he was the person I needed to pay attention to. Like a hundred percent. And 
it's this weird thing that, um, again, I know this will probably sound crazy unless you believe in that kind of stuff, but I do believe that I was meant to have known about him in some way, shape, or form, even though nothing will probably ever happen because he is who he is and I'm here and who I am and, you know, like, it's (laughs) all these other reasons because that's also, like, well, not my, not in the cards for me. It would not be something that's generally in the cards for me. Uh, But aside from that, even though nothing, like, will probably ever be anything more than what it is he's someone I was meant to know existed he's someone who I was supposed to know in some way shape or form because this comes to like bringing this right back to today it's it's just there's so much that I owe him for so (laughs) it's it's something that'll take me a lot to pay back um I'm going to move on to the second concert now so This second concert rolls around. The opportunity to see him again live rolls around. Um, And in the meantime, we've seen a lot of things change and a lot of things happen in terms of like he's grown a lot. He's produced a lot of his other music and stuff like that as well. Tour number two comes along. And this time, it's a lot closer to home. Still on the same continent, so... (laughs) when the tickets came up for sale this time this is the one I was thinking of here I immediately I was walking to work I was like I was shaking as soon as the tickets went on sale I bought the thing and I got VVIP tickets maybe that was a different show too for someone else either way regardless I got the VVIP tickets no it wasn't when I was working to work I had my sister's laptop I had my phone and I had my laptop and I used whatever I could get to get that VVIP ticket. And I did. So I screamed and shook and cried and did all the excited things that people do and subjected my poor group chat (laughs) to that because that's how excited I was. Um, And then of course, my friend and I decided to make plans to travel to New Jersey because this is where this one was. We figured we would do New Jersey because it was close enough and it would be a super cheap flight compared to other parts, even though New Jersey wasn't necessarily somewhere that we wanted to go um, in terms of like, you know, um, we still decided like it wasn't on our bucket list, but like it was still somewhere we wanted to go um, because in this case it was to go see him and we didn't care. Um, so we made our plans, we got that all sorted, met up with another girl from the group chat, um, she was pretty nice, uh, I don't think she likes me that much, but that's okay, um, because I, I have a very big thing about lines and respecting the part of the line that you're in, um, so for this concert, we did get the VVIP tickets, and we were one and two for this concert because we were in line right from the get-go. Was we was this the one we got general? Let me just double check here. I'm starting to get confused. I've only seen him live twice, but now I'm getting confused what tickets we had for what here. Um dum dum dum. Let me see if I can find it. 
Because I know I should be able to find the one I'm looking for to do. Of course, it's covered. Oh no, it was GA. We got General, which means I got VVIP for London. Okay, my bad. Got VVIP for London, got GA for this. Right, because we were further back for London, that's why I was confused. I do apologize. So, either way, regardless, we got GA. We were 1 and 2 for GA. Um, <laughs> but the VVIP tickets were for London, so that does mean that it was New Jersey that I was like, well, if the tickets are still here, then it's meant to be, and then I'll get it for that one. But London I got with no hesitation then. That's what that means. I apologize. Doesn't really change the outcome of the story at all in any way, shape, or form what actual tickets I had. Regardless. So we got GA for this one. We were, <laughs> we got our Airbnb in a bit of a further away place. Um, we, it was, it was not a very comfortable, like, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> It was not great. Let's put it this way. It was it was not a very comfortable experience because the bed was really awkward. And there was a lot of people in this one because this like was someone who was renting out every single room of their ginormous house. So there was a lot of people in there. Thankfully, we were literally only there for about a day and a half total. Um, by the time we came into New Jersey, we ended up sitting in the airport for several hours because we weren't supposed to check into the Airbnb until noon. Um, we had had plans to maybe go to New York. Um, because, <clears throat> I mean, we were there at like six in the morning because we got on the earliest flight possible. So I went to Anne's place and we did not sleep. We did try in our defense. We did try. We did try. And then we had to get up and go. So no sleep happened that night. I actually have it in my Instagram. Um, the amount of sleep I did not get for New Jersey, um, <laughs> which is not a lot. So we got no sleep the night before um and then we tried to get sleep that like the concert like because when we got in um the concert was the next morning so when we got in there was uh very little to no sleep that one as well um just referring back to my instagram story so that i at least get that accurate because i really messed up on the tickets accuracy <laughs> the shows do kind of blur together though to be fair um so i'm getting close to it here we go there we go so the night before traveling i got five hours and six minutes of sleep so the night before i went to ann's place i got five hours and six minutes of sleep the um the ninth was when i got to ann's place and we had our plane ticket at 3 a.m no sleep at all. No sleep. We did try. We did try. The 10th was his concert. So we did get up extra early after our attempt to sleep. Um, we didn't really get much sleep that night at all. Um, according to my watch, because I have a smart watch that tracks my sleep, I got three hours and 31 minutes of sleep. And then on the 11th, I got no sleep because our plane was super duper early um, <laughs> because our plane literally was like mm, ridiculous o'clock, 2 a.m., I want to say. We basically, uh, we, we basically got the earliest plane out of New Jersey. And then I, uh, you know, I got a full eight hours of sleep. Literally, it was eight 
hours of sleep on the nose um, on the 12th, which was after the concert, after we got home. And after sleeping three hours and 72 hours, um, that was a horrible decision. I probably should have taken that slower. However, the concert itself, because we were number one and two for GA and these guys don't care about lines at all because, you know, they didn't really have us walking in in sections um i and Anne went up as close as we could to the front we had the results being like one or two people back from the front off to the right hand side of the stage so it would have been his left our right and um and went to go get us the light sticks because we both wanted light sticks and we had um let's see when we had gone in um, I figured I would not be able to make my way back to the front because I'm smaller than Anne. Um, I'm, I'm short. She's pretty tall. Um, so I would not be able to find her if I were to go get the merch myself. <laughs> so I was like, I will hold down the fort. You will get the light sticks. So she did. She comes back with the light sticks and we're all good to go. He steps out on stage and like watching him perform is like, I'm saying this from an unbiased opinion here. Remove the fact that he's literally my favorite human being on the planet. Just remove that bias for a second. Watching him perform is absolutely amazing for a couple reasons. One, because he's an amazing performer, but also because he becomes a different person when he's on stage. I don't just mean he puts on this persona because I've seen this actually happen with someone in my high school vocal class, a couple of people, but one particular person. Um, when she sang, she became a different person. It was like an entirely different version version of her sh of her soul was shining through. This happens with him as well. So it, there's like this entirely different being on stage who's like the truest version I would say that he could be in that moment. And I don't mean like the performer aspect of things because Obviously, he's putting on a performance, and that aspect you can take away from that as well. But in that particular moment, there is this version of you, this like pure part of your soul that you can't hide, and that shone through. And that's always something I'm here for. Um, it actually happens with one of the other members of his particular, like of the group that he's in. When I saw him perform his solo work once, because um, he started doing his own solo stuff as well, and when he performed that one of his solo pieces on stage, it wasn't like he was himself anymore. Again, a, an entirely different part of his soul shone through, which was absolutely fascinating to see. And the same thing happens with this guy when he's on stage. Like, it's honestly one of the most fascinating transformations you could ever have the joys of observing. I don't know how many other people can see these things, but it's definitely something that I've seen. Um, and it's, it is so breathtaking. Literally. It's like, it's like this weird, like, I, I really don't know how to like, just, ugh. I'm a wordy person, but there are no words. <laughs> so it really is quite fascinating. Like it's honestly super like super super one of the best things to ever ever see is when they become a different person when they perform so he's on stage doing his thing and then one of his songs that i 
absolutely love that has made me cry almost every single time I've heard it performed or just recorded and like listening to the actual song. It makes me cry almost every time, but it's also because the song is just such a nice, sweet song. But when he started, when the first note of that song played, I burst into tears. And poor Anne was not able to pop around because I was crying on her shoulder pretty much the whole song. So I missed it. I missed it. I was heartbroken that I missed it because I was crying so hard. Um, Literally, so hard. I don't remember it at all, even though I knew it was played. And I remember that feeling. Um, I was crying the whole time. Um, So when it ended, when the concert finally ended... Um, they decided to have the little high touch bit, which is where you go high five them at the end of the concert instead of at the beginning for New Jersey. Like, like in London, it was at the beginning, which was probably a better choice. Um, but at New Jersey, different promoters though, different promoters. So obviously they're not going to do everything exactly the same, but, um, with these guys, they did the, the high touch thing after. So high touch for those who don't know is just when you go and you high five them and then you go on your merry way. So... <laughs> general tickets did get the high touch as well um so by the time they got to us i was still crying um i was still a crying mess so this time i couldn't look at him at all i made sure like i looked for his hand i made sure that my hand would line up with his hand and i kept my head down and was crying the whole time i am so mad at myself for that because I couldn't even look at him because I was crying so hard. Um, we managed to find someone who had recorded the performance of Universe. So I was able to get a recording for that. So thankfully I can still watch it. Although I still cry while watching it. <laughs> almost every time. I think I've made it through once without crying. Um, but almost every time I still cry. Um <laughs> But that song has a lot of meaning for me. It's just, it's a really great song. Um, I'll play it at one point during my structured ones because my structured ones are going to involve music. My tangent times will not because that will ruin the flow of the tangents, even though I ruin them myself by going off on side tangents. Anyhow, um, so we found someone who was recorded it, they were able to get it to me. God knows how. I don't remember anymore how they got it to me, but they did. And I'm forever grateful for the fact that they got me that recording because I was not able to get it from anybody. Like, I was not able to find anybody who had it. And nor was it working like any way we tried to get it to me. So I was thinking I wasn't going to be able to get it. And that, that made me really sad like it did the thought that I wasn't going to be able to actually see this song performed when it's my absolute favorite song from that particular time and that particular album like I was I was heartbroken um thankfully found someone who had it they sent it to me and here we are I'm still around so (laughs) didn't melt (laughs) um but yep so we went back took pictures of the loot because we had a lot from that show. Um, we also, like, I also make fan, fan-made photo cards. So I had decided to choose a particular photo that I thought was really cute from that time frame. 
got two 500 cards printed. I still have over 250 of those bad boys, and I gave away quite a bit during that concert. Let me tell ya. Like, <laughs> I thought I would get rid of all, if not at least one entire box. I still have over 250 left. Um, problem I have with them is that they are specific to New Jersey. They do say New Jersey 2019 on them. But, uh, yeah, uh, I was gonna give those away at the next concert. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, that was just, like, another entirely unexpected, phenomenal experience. And then, and then, we had him go solo completely solo he removed himself from the label because their contract renewal time came up he did not renew his contract however he's still with the group that he is in but he did not renew his contract with the company something i am forever proud of him for i had said in my second letter because i wrote a letter to him for new jersey as well um i also had added on after because i got that one translated as well i also added on after um some extra to it that i later translated so it's translated now um and ready to go next time i get a chance to give him letters but I had said in that letter, because I knew that their contract renewal time was coming up, I had made sure to say, excuse me one second. <clears throat> I had made sure to say that no matter what you decide to do, even if you decide to stop making music, I will always support you. So that's something that I have stood by for any artist or anyone who is in the public eye. Um, I've always stood by if they decide that they don't want to do this anymore, if they want to step out of the spotlight, if they want to just say fuck it and go backpack across the Alps and be off grid, I'll always support whatever they decide to do because it's their lives and I want to see them happy. How Ever they choose to be happy. I want to, them to do what they want to do with their lives because it is their life. It's not ours. They don't owe us that. So I made sure to say that no matter what you do, even if you decide to quit making music, I will support your decision. And I put that on a card that I also attached to the letter because I gave him that photo card as well because I figured why the hell not. <laughs> and they had a box for this one so the the i wasn't sure a hundred percent this time if he was going to get it i hope that he did but i have no real proof unfortunately there was nothing like that after like london for example where like that interview seems like it was almost an answer could be reading into it but quite honestly i've shown it to other people and i've shown them the letter and they they kind of agree that it sounds like it's similar an answer. I could be wrong, but honestly, I'm going to roll with it as if it were. Um, because if not, well, then it was an answer enough regardless. So something I learned actually from that particular interview um, is that he and I do have a similar mindset in terms of like things that we think about and things that like values, it seems. I know, again, with this, that Whatever we see on screen is whatever he decides to put on screen. I'm well aware of this. This is something I've been aware of for any celebrity that has existed ever since I've been 
knowing that they're celebrities. I know that what we see is not necessarily who they are, 100%. However, with him, there's something more that I see that I see differently. And it's not something that I want to put there because I don't look for things to put there because I quite frankly know that that just sets you up for disappointment. And that's why people say you should never meet your heroes. However, those people go in with the expectations of this persona that they've created for them. So with him, I know that what we see is different than who he might actually be. But it's something that I'm fine with, like... If that's the case, because I know that the scenario will likely never come up that I'll actually get to ever confirm like what I know versus what we think we know. It's one of those things where like I can say it would be fine to find out that what he shows us on screen is 100% a persona. I would be fine with finding that out because I know that that's still a likelihood. So when it comes to like how I feel about him, I know that what he shows us is what he intends to show us most of the time. There are some things that you can't hide because every well-crafted persona comes from something. But also there are things that I pick up on that are not what most people pick up on. There's little things here and there that I've picked up on from other artists and from other people that I've then learned to pick up on from when I'm paying attention to someone. I'm not seeing things just because I want to see them. I'm seeing them because they're there to see. And not everybody sees that, quite frankly, and that's perfectly fine. But for me, I can tell when people are not doing well um, or if they're going through something. Whether they are hiding that well or not, it's pretty obvious to me. And that might sound a little silly, but I'm I'm pretty like I'm a pretty empathic person um which I'll get into at a different time but with him there's there's these moments of just something that's so absolutely genuine that I've picked up on that you can't fake so even if you wanted to you can't hide it from me <laughs> But again, I also know that he's a human being. So, you know, he's not perfect. He's not like, he's not flawless. Sorry, he's not flawless. But knowing that, accepting that, and knowing that he may turn out to be someone totally different than what we see on camera or on screen, and still having these kinds of feelings. That's why it's different for me than it has been when I've liked anybody else. Because I've liked people before. I've had feelings for people before, but never something quite like this. Um, and it's one of those things. Like, I know that it's not exactly the smartest idea to have feelings for someone who's completely unattainable to this level. But that goes along into issues I have from growing up as well too like it's a safe choice because there's like zero to no chance of rejection because you can't lose what you don't have but it's also that like what I feel for him is even if he does decide to get into like a relationship and tell us about that and share that I'll still be like the first in line 
as best I can be as a fan, because obviously his people in his circle will know first, but you know what I mean. Like, I'll be like the one leading the cheering squad for him, because like, if he's happy, that's what makes me happy. Like, I know that that's like the cheesiest shit you're probably ever going to hear is like, if he's happy, I'm happy. I actually genuinely mean it because it's the truth. Because when he's doing what he loves and what makes him happy, that literally does make me happy. So I'm going to have to let this one go. This is where I'm going to have to end it tonight because it looks like I'm nearing the end of the segment time. So thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you guys again later. Uh, Good night, good morning, good day, good afternoon, good evening. Peace out all, and I will catch you again later. Bye!